Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. All right, we're glad you're with us. I was talking to Ben in the back every couple of weeks. We're going to try and give you an update on our new facility, and we're just all excited about that. So... Let's open up in prayer. Father, we, Lord, we're thankful that as Ben has led us in worship today, and we continue to open your word, that your spirit within us as believers will encourage those today that maybe have gotten up today and hesitated on whether or not to be here, but Lord, they chose to worship you this day. So, Lord, I, I don't know what's on the hearts of everybody, but I do know, as we say every week, that you have blessed those already that have just decided last night or day to, you know what, I'm going to go and worship the Lord today. So, we praise you today as we open your word, direct us in Jesus' name, amen. You know, isn't it amazing how that, that you, can, you can look back on a decision that you have made and you have wished that, man, I just, I wish I had that to, to do over again. And I think all of us have those decisions. But do you realize, though, if we, every decision that you have made, that you had been willing and you were willing to wait on the Lord, you did not want to change that decision. Think about that. Well, we're looking at the Bible today and how that uh, we're going to open up on, on one person actually individually and see the decision that he made that really impacted the world in, in the right way and in the wrong way. I want you to turn to Psalm 37, the book of Psalms. Psalm 37 and verses 18 through 20. Psalm, the book of Psalm. It's just a great book in the Old Testament if you have time to, to go through if you're discouraged to read different aspects of that. But let me, let's look at this today. I'm kind of in a place, not one, two, three. I'm not sure where I'm going, so just hold on and go with me. So, <laughs> all right, that's, I guess that's where I'm at. So, Psalm 37, 18 through 20. The Lord knows the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. We know as a believer, we know we're going to heaven. Now, listen carefully to verse 19. They, they shall not be ashamed. What does that even mean? In the evil times. We're going to look at that in just a second. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time. And in the days of famine, they shall be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord, like the splendor of the meadows, shall vanish into smoke. They shall vanish away. First of all, let's just take a second and look at you. The Lord knows the days of you, believers, the upright, that you have an inheritance that you know as you sit here today, you have a hope. You have a hope that the world doesn't have. We have a hope that we know where we're going. 
then it continues, which I want to talk about a couple different things here. They, meaning us, shall not be ashamed in this evil time. Are we living in an evil time? <laughs> Absolutely, we know. They shall not be ashamed. In other words, God is saying you won't be abandoned. It's a twofold meaning there. You won't be abandoned and you won't be disappointed. You won't be disappointed and you will not be abandoned in this evil time. I'll tell you, I, I had a rough time, same as you, on Tuesday night. It was like after we voted and we voted in Ohio. You know, we were the first Republican-led state, Ohio, first Repu ever, first Republican-led state to vote in abortion. First one. And as I looked at that Tuesday, I thought, you know, Lord, I just was so disheartened. The evil time that we're living in, and it's like this. I always say this if you hear in our fellowship, God does not throw down thunderbolts and lightnings. What he does, though, in this evil time, he takes his hand off. So what am I concerned about in this evil time right where we like right where we live? I was always not really too concerned, but right now I'm concerned for our own state. Our own state. What what ramification? I I am not a prophet. I'm just here what I say all the time. I'm just here to remind you. But I am gonna say, what are we gonna see? What blessings are we gonna lose as a state? in this evil time because we, the first Republican, if you want to say it that way, led state, I looked it up and researched, by overwhelming majority voted this in. What a, what a time that we're living in. Decisions, decisions, what we decided, decisions have outcomes, always do. You know, there's a, as we continue in that, the Lord knows the day of the upright and the inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time. And the Lord is telling us different things about decisions. There is one person in the Bible, probably that by his decision changed really the world forever. And that was Abraham. Think about this for I want to think about if I can recall us to the, this old mind of I have as far as memory. But I want you to get this and I want you to understand this because it will help you a little bit more, especially because of the evil time that we're living in. Do you know that if you go to the book of Genesis and you go to the original language when it says the world was filled with violence, the days of Noah Evil time, the world was filled with violence. If you look at that up in the original Hebrew, the actual wording is Hamas. That's the actual wording. This is the time that we're living in. Uh, we look at Abraham, and I, and I just want to give you, because I, I just feel I'm so responsible as, as, 
as the Bible says in James, which I've quoted before, as a teacher to you, that I'm held to higher standard of what I do because all of you are so busy through what you do every week. You're so busy. And I feel so responsible the hours and hours and hours that I study to bring and try and bring it forth to what's happening today. So Abraham... God came to Abraham for some reason. We don't know why. We just know that God saw him as a, as a faithful man. And he came to him and he said, I'm going to bless you. And out of you, I'm going to give you great nation. And Abraham thought, man, that's great. But, you know, time's going on here. And my wife, she's, she's barren. She can't have children. So really on the decision of Abraham and Sarah both decided that their handmaid servant, Hagar, at the time, thousands of years ago in the Middle East said, listen, I want you to go in and I want you to have a child through Hagar. Well, wait a minute. God is saying if you're just patient enough through Sarah, I will give you that nation. And he he waited and he waited and he waited because God didn't work right then. He made a decision. Now, I, I want to stop right here and, and if I will, take a, let's take a commercial break if I can do that, okay? And I, and I want to encourage all of you about something. Years ago, <clears throat> our leadership and all of you could have gotten very anxious about meeting here, let's say five years into this, and could have said, man, Dallas, you know, what's going on? Man? I mean, are we, gonna, are we gonna, this temporary, are we just gonna meet here? Are we just gonna continue to stay? I mean, you know, I, it'd be nice we had our own place for our, our kids and just a great sanctuary. What's, what's going on here? Thank you. I mean that from, from my soul. Why? Because you're even who would have thought another five years ago by, and you were willing to see the vision that all of us believed in leadership that God was going, it's hard to believe looking back on now, that God will give us. How many times did you come to me and say, hey, go look at this place. There's a building over here. Go look over there. Look over. And, and we, it just never fit. Bible says as believers to make a decision, we are led, you, me, all of us are led by the Holy Spirit. I want you to see us as a church and look at it in your own personal life that you're willing to wait as by the time that we actually get in there, it'll be just under 10 years as a, as a church. Now, we could have very easily, and I could have talked with our leadership, and we could have said, hey, we're strong enough. You've given enough. We can go out and get a loan. Why didn't we want to do that? <clears throat> we have a vision here at City Church, if you're watching. We have a vision here at City Church that we give a lot of money away. And if we would have gotten to a loan with a bank and everything that happens uh, as a church, we, especially in the economy that we're, we're, we're in, and going into, we would not have been able to help a lot of people out in the name of Jesus, you know, a cup of cold water in the name of Jesus. We would not have been able to help a lot of people out. And because you were willing to wait 
on that decision, on holding back that decision, that we know the Lord was going to do something. There wasn't a building out there. We couldn't find one, whether it was a parking, the building, didn't see, you know, and all of a sudden, a year and a half ago, we get a phone call about Grace Church is moving, and they're looking for somebody to move in their facility, and lo and behold, they practically want to give it to another church. We didn't know how it was going to happen, and here, humbly enough, it, it, it's us. Why did that happen? That happened because you were willing to wait and believe on us as a fellowship and were willing to believe that God was going to do something and create a miracle. And because of that, we would be able to continue. And not only that, we didn't go to a bank for a loan. This, this is truly a miracle what we're seeing. All I want you to do is not, we're not here patting ourselves back. I'm, but no, that's not what we're doing. We're praising the Lord for it. We're thanking the Lord for it. But I want you to see that. I want you to see this for your own personal life. Man, it's been years, hasn't it? On uh, whatever's happening in your life. Please, I'm telling you, if you're here, please don't jump and make the wrong decision. Wait on the Lord. In the meantime, the Lord says if we wait on him, he will not give us the decision right then, but he will renew our strength. And that's who the Lord is. So I just want to take a minute. The Lord put on my heart to do that because we, you were willing, and I want to thank you. I'll never be able to thank you the rest of the days of my life here through eternity that you were willing to wait. We're going to see amazing things happen in this new I mean, it is just, we're all excited about it. Okay, commercial's over. All right. All right. Back to Abraham. Here's Abraham. Please listen to me so it'll help you understand what's happening in our world. We had Abraham thousands of years ago. God says, Abraham, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a great nation through you. He didn't wait, right? He went into Hagar, and, and when he went into Hagar, he had Ishmael. Ishmael is the older half-brother, okay, of Isaac, all right? So we have Abraham, and then God did come through, but he already had Ishmael, whom he loved, but he had Ishmael through his Arab maidservant. Ishmael went on to what we know as Arabia, and that's where we have all the Arab people today. That's why they so want everything that's in Jerusalem, because they claim Abraham as their father. Four five thousands of years ago that they claim that. But wait a minute, we got to pull back and say God had a chosen nation and he said through Isaac and through you and Sarah, I will be, make this nation. So we see this nation that he had, but he says, and here what took place. Isaac, again, half-brother was Ishmael. Ishmael went and left and went into Arabia, and we have the Arab people, all right, through Abraham. Now, we have Isaac. Isaac had Jacob. As he had Jacob, Jacob's name was changed through biblical times that we see his name was changed to Israel. There we have the 12 tribes of Israel. 
And from those 12 tribes of Israel, Jesus was born. As Jesus was born, a Jew, through the Jewish people, God blessed the world through Jesus. And on his death on the cross and through his resurrection, we as believers were grafted in and to that. That's what I want you to see today. But all this turmoil we have today that we're seeing in the Middle East is because of one wrong decision. I'm not saying that Arab people are the wrong or this, and many Arab people come to know Jesus. I'm not saying, I'm just saying for the most part, they have a different religion. And, and they look at Muhammad and Islam and, and but we see many, many uh, Arab people coming to Jesus today and we hear all those kinds of, of amazing stories in the Middle East. I'm not here to, to talk about uh, that in that way. I am here to say, though, there is a sect of that S-E-C-T. There is a sect of that part of their religion or if you will say of the Arab people called Hamas. Remember, they call themselves Palestinians, but they are Arab people. They really, they're Arabs. They're not really Palestinians, what we hear all the time, and that's their land and so forth. They're, no, they're Arab people. So if you look at it that way, God says to Abraham, I'm going to give you the promised land. And the promised land was given to the 12 tribes that we see that came from Israel, which was Jacob. So as we see that, I hope that that makes it clear for you. But I want you to understand today the evilness that we have seen from Hamas because they, for some warped reason, the way that they go about what they do and we can't quite understand they're still going on that premise that that it's all over a piece of land I think someone said one time it was five square miles out of the hundreds of millions of square miles in the world we see all that gone so as we see that happen and we see this evil time and we see what has happened I can't even talk about what has gone on over there what happened a few weeks ago and the slaughter that took place from Hamas. So as that being said, here's where we are today in this evil time. You know, it's interesting if you know the one um, actress, uh, Gal, her name is Gal Galat. She is a Jewish actress, very a well-known actress, a very powerful actress. Uh, she was in Fast and Furious, and she was also uh, recently in the movie Wonder Woman, or if that's right, if I'm saying that right. She was in the movie, the Wonder Woman movie. I think, I think that's right. I can't think of the name of all the movies, but that was it, okay? She's Jewish. And she, which should be, if you were a Jewish person on a college campus today, you know, let me just say this too. Let me hold on just a second. And let me just say this about this too. Do you know what we're saying when you're seeing a Hamas flag held up on a college campus today? 
And they're insinuating violence and glorifying violence and approving of violence. Do you know that that is illegal? That's illegal to do. Just to say, oh, you're not allowed to cry fire in a movie theater or murder. That is also illegal to do. You cannot stir up a place to create violence. Yet, we as a liberal, I don't know, government, stand back and let them do whatever they want to do. What an evil time that we're living in. So Gal Gadot rents out a movie theater, and as she rents out this movie theater, she decides to show for an hour and a half the slaughter that took place a few weeks ago, which is so horrific you can't even talk about what Hamas did to women, to children, to families. So she rents a theater out to show what took place, and they practically riot outside the theater against what she was trying to do. If I can say anything, it has brought Jewish people not only all together and that nation of Israel, they talk about how they were all splintered and now they're all together. It has also brought Jews together with Christians because we're we're right in that. We're next. See, we're grafted in. We're, we're, we're just, they just have the focus and everything else just as much and a gun pointed at us just as much at us as they do. Do not, do not, please, do not be naive enough that we are living in such an evil time as God says that we could wake up someday in five major cities, whether it's Miami, New York, Los Angeles, wherever else it might be, and sleeper cells because we just opened up our borders down south, have come in all over the place, and we're changed like 9-11, which was so horrific, but now we're changed forever. Do not be naive that that couldn't happen. What, what will stop that? But we'll stop that. Well, let's let's see. Let's see. Let's look at an, let's look at another verse. Let's look in the New Testament to uh, that we are familiar with that we talk about a lot here at City Church, which a lot of churches don't. And it's in it's the rapture, but what takes place before in Second Thessalonians chapter two, verses five through seven. Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse five. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? Why was 2 Thessalonians written? Because the people in Thessalonica were so upset in the first letter, and because of all the gossip and all the things that they heard, they were so upset that they thought the Lord had already come back. So the apostle has to write them again. Isn't that us? That God has to say, hey, I want you to go back to the word again. You got to go back and look again. Remember what I have told you. All of us here today. Remember what I told you. I'll never leave you. I will never forsake you. You have an inheritance. I give you hope. The Holy Spirit, he wants to, as God says, I think it clashes to rule in our heart. 
2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 5 through 7. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And now you know what is restraining that he may be revealed in his own time. There's two things going on there. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who is now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. What do we have hope today? What's stopping? It, it's all of you. It's, it's us. The Bible's talking about two different spirits there. The spirit of the Antichrist is in the world. What well, we see what I just talked about, what well, we see what is happening, which is capable of any evil that you could ever think of. The spirit of the Antichrist. That's some of just what he will do, the Antichrist, when he comes to reign. That's the spirit that we see in this world today, okay? But you and I have the hope that the restrainer that is pushing back the evil today that we see in the world, it's the Holy Spirit that's in you, that's in you, that's in me, that's in all of us, you that are watching, if you're a believer. The Holy Spirit that's in you is pushing back. Just the same as this time of year that you will walk into some homes over Thanksgiving or Christmas as a believer with your relatives and they will stop what they're doing. Or they will make some side remark that, oh, you know, you know, so-and-so's here, you know. Because you're a believer, right? But what is that? Why do they do that? It's the, it's the Holy Spirit that is convicting them. Thank God the Holy Spirit is still here till the rapture, right? So, all I want us to say is the decisions, please. Bible tells us God wants you to make a decision through that Holy Spirit that's in you. Make the decision because decisions have outcomes. But if you make the decision... The Holy Spirit was in. We all have made, we know, uh, should I do this? Should I don't do this? And, and we're hedging on it. And we still do it. And we know afterwards why I knew the Holy Spirit was telling me not to do it. And I still did it anyways. The Holy Spirit is still working through you today in a powerful way. So powerful, you are pushing back a lot of the evil that is still going on in the world. So God wants us to know today, hey, continue to work while it's still day. Continue to live and make spirit-filled decisions. God's word says we see all the time. I don't even have to turn to it today. What is it? We know. Lord, give me wisdom. When he gives us wisdom, he gives us his word. You're here today discouraged. You might not know what to do. We've got it right here. The Holy Spirit within you, the day that you accepted Christ as your Savior, all you got to do is open his book up right here. God's word is written to us. And open it up, and he will show you exactly what you need to do tomorrow. It's all we need to do. Whether you're discouraged or whether it's a decision at work, it might be a relationship decision. I don't know what it is. The Lord will show you. Those decisions have outcomes. And may God give us that decision that's just 
drenched with the Holy Spirit till we make the right one. Let's close with this last verse. That same book over in the Old Testament in Psalm 27, verses 12 and 13. David was always being chased. If it wasn't by his adversaries, by false witness and gossip, it was war. It was one or the other. King David, whether he was David or whether he was King David, he was always being chased. Either way, war or gossip or false witness. And he says in Psalm Look at Psalm, uh, I think it's 27, and we're going to close at verses 12 through 13. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries. You know, if an evil person is going against you, they have a goal, and that is to take you out. That's the will. That's the will. Who's that coming from? All this stuff in the world, don't remember. It's not just coming from this person and that coming. It's coming from the pit of hell. It's coming from the devil. And demons are at work mightily in the world today. And you're only pushing back, what do they do? They tremble at the name of Jesus. How many times? Parents, if you've got kids that are teenagers, you teach them in the midst of whatever they're at in this world, in the midst of great danger, to call out the name of Jesus. And every time, God will watch over them. Every time. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries, for false witness have risen against me. And such as breathe, they're they're so wicked, they actually breathe out violence. I would have lost, here it is, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord and the land of the living. Man, that's rich. You know what what David's telling us today? You've made the right decision. You're following Jesus, but you know what? You're not there yet. But he's going to encourage you today, as that verse says, in this evil time we live in, you're not there yet, but you can see you can see the goodness of the Lord. You can see he's out there. You can see what the Lord's going to do. You can see the goodness of the Lord. Not in the land of the dying. Not in the land that's going to crumble or perish. But in the land that lives forever and ever. And that's the Jesus that we serve today. And I just want to challenge and encourage you. you. You've made a decision. You're going to follow Jesus. And that decision will have amazing outcomes. Don't turn around and make the wrong decision. You say, Dallas, how, how do I do what we talked about today? But is what I just read. Look and see. See, look ahead. You have hope. You're going to make it. You serve a true and a living God. The Holy Spirit that's within you, he's not going to leave you. 
And if you hold on to what he said and the promises of his word, he will, look at my mess. And look what we're getting ready to do. What if I had just quit and gone about and did everything in the world which I wanted to at the time and walk away because I was so angry. But look, look what the Lord is doing. He, I am no different. He will do the same for all of us. Please, please don't stop. Don't make the wrong decision. Wait, wait, wait. And when you follow Jesus and you know in the heart it's the right decision, everything's not changing. But if you see and you know what he's going to do, man, he just grabs you by the hand and takes you into the promised land. Please let him do that. Don't give up. Let's pray. So our heads are bowed today as we always do. We always give an invitation. It's an opportunity. It's for us to be grafted in to God's people through Jesus. If you don't know Jesus is your Savior, I want you to know today, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Everybody that's in here today, and anybody that you know it's a believer if you're watching, because I'm talking to you right now, so many people that watch, I want you to know that Jesus loves you. He's no respecter of persons. Anybody for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So he wants you to know today, all you have to do is believe. See, that same Holy Spirit is knocking on the door of your heart. That's why you're watching. That's why you're listening. That's why you've tuned in from last week or the week before or the week before. And now it's today, today. Today is a day of salvation. So all you have to do is, the Bible says that many believe, but I want you to take the step of to trusting and take that step of faith. And pray with me right now. Because I know you've been listening. I know you believe Jesus died on the cross for your sins. But now I want you to pray and actually trust him into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. Pray this prayer with me. God, I so believe that you sent Jesus into this world for everyone. And now for me. Jesus, I don't understand everything but I believe you shed your blood on the cross at Calvary for me and right now Jesus I ask you please Jesus to forgive me for my sins for all of my sins I believe you died on the cross and shed your perfect blood for me Jesus, forgive me my sins, and Lord, cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Jesus, thank you for saving me, and from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. Father, we thank you today as we close another service out. 
And Lord, if there's someone here doesn't know you as their Savior right in this auditorium, may they come forward today. And I can show them in your word and they can pray that same prayer. Lord, we ask it. It's been leads us today in worship in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says, by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on the cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross. And you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.